What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. Now, this week's episode, I would love to say that it is a bonus episode, but it's coming out at the same time that our regular episode is. So we're going to consider this a special edition of Miss Into Podcast because this week is all about the bonus tracks that have been added to many of Kelly's regular albums. Now, Pam, before we get too far down the road in bonus tracks, I need to speak a little bit about last week's episode about From Justin to Kelly. Okay. And the reason being is, first and foremost, I am dying to hear more from Jen. I loved our conversation that we had with her, and I cannot wait to talk with her again because I know she has more information about her time on the set of From Justin to Kelly. And then in just in general, Jen was one of those big names on the Kelly sort of online faction in the early days. And I would love to hear some more of her stories uh, from way back in the day when uh, the fandom was literally just getting kicked off. Yeah, she had messaged me um, after we had recorded and before the episode came out. She's like, crap, I have more that I forgot. And we like couldn't figure out like a time to um, do anything with her again before the episode came out. So I was like, listen, if you want to come back on, you're welcome whenever you want to come on. Um, so yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do <laughs> from Justin to Kelly part two in like September. Who knows? Um, Jen, if you're listening, come on, whatever. <laughs> yes. But yeah, she has a lot of fun stuff that we didn't even talk about because I mean, her part was already so long and I think we just needed to put it into two parts. So I'm okay with that. We get to talk to her more. Uh, but this week we are going to be talking about the bonus and special edition songs that have been added to Kelly's various albums. And we're going to go in relatively chronological order. Uh, Pam, I'm going to admit to you, I'm going to do a lot of this off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, well, it's good because I did the research-ish. Yes, I knew I could count on you. <laughs> yeah, this is called Pam's Too Afraid to Show Up Unprepared to Anything. Ta-da! There's a lot to unload there. Yes. Um, yeah, so I broke it down by album, and mm-hmm. I have it all categorized by a specific album and um, some that were on different versions and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. When it comes to the uh, when it comes to the bonus tracks on Kelly's various albums, the first two albums we really didn't get bonus tracks. Okay, yes, technically, if you buy the Japanese import of Thankful, you get a live version of I think it's Natural Woman. And if you buy, you know, the the special edition of Breakaway, you get a bunch of live versions. We're not covering live versions of songs so much as we're talking about the extra songs that could have been on the album, but they decided to hold them back for special editions. I was thinking about this yesterday before we were obviously recorded, and I'm just like special tra- or special edition songs and bonus tracks are, are very confusing because I would think that if you're an artist and you do all this work and you make all these songs, why not just put them all out? Obviously, in most cases, it's a money grab because they know that fans fans are going to buy. Jeremy, it's money. Yeah, (laughs) they know that fans are going to buy, you know, multiple editions. And I get all that. And I hate that because especially when it comes to 
digital and streaming now, a lot of times the bonus tracks are not available on streaming in some cases. And the, the thing that I hate is that like there, which I will probably elaborate more on later in the episode, there are some bonus tracks that I think are better than some of the regular tracks on those those albums. And yes. I'm like, that's criminal that you just put this as like a number 15 on the album when it should have been number four. Yeah, there are a few of those. Again, since we're not going to be doing anything with live versions of songs or, you know, AOL sessions or anything like that, uh, that means that we really don't get our first true form bonus tracks until we get to the My December album. Yep, we got three or four depending how you look at it i mean mm -hmm. usually i just think three but i guess there's a fourth if you want to get technical yeah um so the first one i had listed was dirty little secret yep so this is a song she wrote with um one of her longtime band members jimmy messer and it was also part of the um, itunes edition so a lot of these i don't think my december had a physical um physical deluxe version you know, like a lot of these will have like the standard version you can buy and they have the deluxe version you can also buy i'm pretty sure this album um only had the standard version and all the deluxe stuff was like for the most part except for one song was all like itunes yep. itunes was was still a thing dirty little secret i like it it's like kind of gritty um i think i don't remember if we spoke about this too too much i don't think we touched on the bonus tracks too much in our album breakdown yeah, we did not. Uh, we did not go into those, uh, and we made a specific mention that we were only going to do the tracks that were available on the standard album. So yeah, this will be our first time really talking about some of these songs in depth. Yeah, I like the song. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's it's kind of gritty. Mm -hmm. It's a little sexy. Um, it's it's a little different from. I think it's what a lot of us thought. Yeah, was going to sound like in terms of like the vibe. But mm -hmm. obviously, yeah, it did not turn out like this. What are, what are your thoughts on this song? I I mean, gritty is the right word. It just has that kind of like kind of grimy sounding guitar riff in it. Um, this is one of the songs that I like better than a few of the offerings on my December. Uh, I would have thought that this would have fit in nicely into the record. So the fact that it was a bonus was a little disappointing because I know that there is a decent amount of people especially when we're talking fans who are coming into finding out about kelly and learning about kelly later on in her career there are a lot of people that have never been exposed to these songs and that's so weird to say out loud because i'm thinking well of course everybody knows these songs these were the my december bonus songs but uh, as, as we have learned in doing this podcast you know there are people who are really jumping on the Kelly train, you know, within the last five years or so, and they may not know about some of these unless they've really, really done a significant deep dive. And so um, I'm actually really excited to to talk about these songs today. But yeah, Dirty Little Secret is one of those songs that it's unfortunate that it didn't end up on the album. And I, um, I, I know that Kelly and Jimmy wrote most of the songs together on My December. I'm very inquisitive as to why this song didn't make the actual track listing. But that said, it is not among my favorite of the bonus tracks, I guess, if we're if that's, if that's how we're going to refer to them. Yeah. Uh, mine is actually Fading. And really? Yeah, and this was a song that Kelly wrote with Jimmy along with Malcolm Pardon and Frederick Rinman, uh, who they also wrote on the My December record as well. This is there's something about this song that I really, really like. And it's it's unfortunately 
for a podcast, it's hard for me to say it in words. Just sonically, it is really cool. It's interesting. It's almost a, it's just different enough from the rest of the My December album. But yet at the same time, it sounds perfectly fine alongside a lot of those songs. <laughs> can I make a confession? This I can confidently say this is probably one of my least favorite songs by her ever. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it. Like, I really don't like the verses. The chorus, I'm like, all right, the chorus I can get on board. But the verses, I just, they make me anxious. I don't like it. I don't know. <laughs> I've listened to the song a handful of times, and that's all I'm ever going to do. I don't know. Something about it, I just... Yeah, Maybe that's why that. I like it because it just it's just constructed so differently and it just has a different sort of sound and feel to Maybe. it. Maybe I like I find it. it. I find it really interesting how the two of the writers that you just mentioned they were the team that also wrote two other tracks on this album that uh -huh. none of them sound alike. So they wrote "Fading," they wrote "Yeah," and they wrote "Don't Waste Your Time." None of them sound the same, which I no. think is kind of that. That's kind of cool. Well, like yeah, and, you, and I think you would hope that from songwriters that, you know, all of their stuff is not going to sound like it's coming from the same session or uh, that they were all, you know, they sat down and wrote them, you know, within the same couple of hours of each other. Yeah. And it, it just it's one of the most different songs. And, I, and this one and Fading, I completely understand why this song did not end up on the album. It it just just has that feel that's a little separate from the rest of the album. It's dare I say it's almost a little too upbeat question mark mm, that's a question mark but this was because there are some on that album that were like you know very like yeah upbeat i don't know yeah but this was an example and we're gonna see this a lot more and i don't know the answer to this if anyone actually knows the answer even jeremy let me know but this was an example of a song that was a bonus track not on itunes but specifically on the japanese version mm -hmm. uh, like the the japanese pressings like when you bought a cd over there it would have this song on there you're gonna yes. see that a lot throughout kelly's career a lot of specific specifically japanese versions and i think that's really cool but i don't know yeah. why specifically it's japan i don't yeah, know if anyone I don't has the answer yeah i would love to know that answer as well because we were saying at the top of the show that the the only version of thankful that has a bonus song on it is the japanese version and they put a live version of natural woman i think it was either from the american idol tour or it was from something else but um it yeah i, I don't quite understand why that would have that would be the region that would have bonus songs on the proper album so interesting question yeah, I don't know. And the next one I think is my favorite from this album as far as the the bonus tracks. It is called Not Today. Mm -hmm. Um also written with Jimmy Messer and David Kane, I think his last name is, who mm -hmm. was one of the producers on the album. This was another song that was exclusively if you bought the album on iTunes, this would come along with it. I think it's fun. I I you know, I know we had mentioned this in our album breakdown that we didn't like a lot of the production on the album. It just it just it wasn't produced very well so it's sonically it's just a little off but mm -hmm. i love the melody of the song i love the bridge yeah um, i love the bridge i think if the song had gotten reworked a tiny bit more i think it could have been a really good album track i don't care for the instrumentation on the song like that whole like really yeah. I feel like it's kind of like basic. So it's either you like it or you're like it's been done a lot before. Yeah, it just it doesn't do anything for me. And I mean, this song is another one kind of like Dirty Little Secret where um 
it sounds very much like it fits on my December. Yeah. Um, and I could see where it, you know, you could be having a difficult decision of whether or not to include it in the album. But yeah, just I mean, I I love every part that Kelly does. I like I'm with you. I love the bridge, but just I I wish it was. It needs to be remixed. You know, there's just something yeah. about it that I'm just. I mean, I don't cringe or anything, but it's just like, mm, this isn't it. Yeah, I don't I don't like this. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I guess there is a reason why these are where they are, you know, mm-hmm. placed. Obviously, it was good enough that they pressed it onto special editions of the album. So it obviously either was in close. Uh, it was a close runner up to to land on the album or they just figured, you know what, we've got a couple of extra songs that, you know, yeah. just sonically did not fit the whole of the album itself. And that's really what happens. I mean, I would. OK, I should preface this with saying I hope that this is not the case. And it's even more weird nowadays because the whole art of actually making an album is so lost. But when artists are and producers are putting together an album, they do look at the sum of all the parts of the record and they say, all right, what of the, you know, 17 songs that we've recorded, what of these actually sound the best when you intertwine them all together? And sometimes that boils down to 12 or 13 songs rather than all 17. Sometimes you have some outliers like your fadings, dirty little secrets, not today. They're like, I really like these songs, but they just don't fit the flow of the album. And in that case, that's where you end up saying, okay, well, let's just put that on a bonus edition and call it good so that it's no big deal if we put it as, you know, the 14th or 15th track on the album. It may not seem like it in some instances, but the track listing of an album is very a very deliberate exercise. And it used to be a lot of times that they would put all the big singles up front and then the rest of the album was sort of filler. You see that with a lot of artists. There are some that are very good that you have the great songs mixed throughout the whole album and you've got, you know, a couple of decent songs then you have a great song, then a couple of decent songs, then a good song, then a great song, then a decent song. Um, the first album that I can think of that really was masterfully put together and they had to do it this way was Green Day's American Idiot because it as a, as an mm. album itself told a story from start to finish. And so you had instances where massive singles like Boulevard of Broken Dreams was way deep in the track list versus where it could have been on a regular non um uh, concept album, it would have been higher up on the track listing. And so I think it's interesting, the whole art of where to pick tracks and where to put them in the album. Uh, so a little bit of a slide side detour when it comes to choosing songs for albums. But I think almost any of these bonus songs could have fit well with the album itself. And we could have just been given yeah. all of the songs that were recorded. Yeah. The last one I was like hesitant to even mention because like I don't necessarily think of this as a bonus track, but I guess I'll just mention it. It was the remix, the David Audi. I don't know. I'm just going to say it like that. Remix of Never Again. Um, mm-hmm. That was also when you went on iTunes and bought the album. Um, this came with it. And the only reason why I'm mentioning it is I think we mentioned it in past episodes that this actually came out before this leaked before the um actual album song came out so there a lot of people mm-hmm. you know a lot of the remixes people are just like whatever about i mean i can speak for that most remixes that are out there i'm like eh, whatever but this is one remix i think a lot of fans remember because it came out this was a lot of people most people's first um 
introduction to Never Again. So when we heard mm-hmm. this, we're like, whoa, what is this song? And then we actually, you know, a little bit while afterwards, we got the original track. But just figured I'd just give this one an honorable mention. Yeah, considering the fact that the one of the earliest things that we had heard from My December, one of, because we got a couple of songs on the Addicted Tour, but one of the earliest performances we heard was One Minute, and that was an upbeat kind of, I mean, I would almost dare yeah. say nearly dancey song. And yeah. so then a few weeks before the album comes out, we get leaked out this remix of Never Again. And we're like, what is this record going to sound like? Is this going to be like a dance record? Because, I mean, we had Yeah in concert and that sounded good and, you know, could could have been tweaked a little bit to be a little dancier if they really wanted to. So it kind of questioned a lot of people like, what is this album going to sound like? And then it was like a very, (laughs) yeah, very hard turnaround when we got the actual album. So uh, this this leaking out was almost a little bit of a head fake as to how the album was actually going to sound. But I got to say, I have probably not listened to this version of the song in 10 years. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's not bad. It's just I like the original better. Yeah. And I think that's the point. I think you should. I mean, if we were to do a, a remix episode where we're just going through all the Kelly remixes, um, this would be pretty low on my list of of the better remixes of songs that she's I had. I feel like I don't really know of many. I mean, I probably, I remember like during the breakaway era, they did a lot with that guy, Jason Nevins, I think his name mm-hmm. is. He did a lot of like the hazel eyes and the because of you, like he did remixes with those. But other than that, I can't really think of much. There was a whole remix of, uh, yeah, they had a stronger remix. Well, then there I was accidentally the whole- bought. It was like, a, and I didn't realize, I thought I was buying a single. This was like back in 2011. I thought I was buying like a stronger remix uh-huh. like a song on itunes i was in it was an album it was like a yeah was ten dollar like yeah it was like or, eight versions of the and song and i bought it and i'm like oh no what did i do why did i buy <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i just graduated high school I was like i don't have any money why did i just spend ten dollars on remixes i'm never gonna listen to <laughs> <laughs> well anyway. remember too we had an entire piece by piece remix album that's right which i think i listened to like twice because i'm not a remix person i don't know yeah, and and that one they I, this was something they put out after like the idol performance, and so it was sort of actually like a secondary album where its lead single was the idol version of Piece by Piece because, uh, like you, I mean, and they they redid the entire record, or, or at least most of the songs, I should say, because I think there yeah. was like ten songs on the on the remix album, and you know, like there was a. Like Take You High was already like a weird enough, goofy enough song. And then you give it a remix and it's like, gah, good Lord, what is what is going on with this song? But, uh, you know, like there was an Invincible remix and a Harpy song remix and Dance With Me and Let Your Tears Fall. And there was just a lot of like unnecessary remixes. Yeah, and I, I'm going to put my foot down. I don't really want to do a remix episode. No, no, I, I don't think we will because I, I, I mean – it's going to be I, like a 20 minute episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like my share of house music and, and whatnot and remix music, but I have a limit. And even when it comes to Kelly, I think I would just like, all right, can I really choose the best since you've been gone remix between these like eight versions? Like, uh, no, <laughs> they all sound the same. All right. We should probably switch gears on the albums. Yes. Um, The next one I'm going to argue my personal favorite album when it comes to the bonus tracks all i ever wanted it has Mm -hmm. three bonus tracks 
I think they're fantastic. I think all of them are fantastic. One of them I, sh- I talk about like every other week, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the first one I'm going to mention is Tip of My Tongue. Um, it was written with a name that I guess I was going to say we don't usually say on here, but I'm just going to say it with Ryan Tedder. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it was on all it was on the deluxe version. Um, the deluxe version of the yep. CD also came with like a DVD of like making of the My Life Looks Like Without You video and some other fun stuff. But yeah, this was one of the bonus tracks on there. I think this is probably my least favorite of the three, but I do like it. And I want to preface, I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like hip hop R&B, which is not what we're used to hearing from her. And I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it's very, um, very beat heavy. Yes. I, yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? You know, this is not the best collaboration of Kelly and, and Ryan Tedder that's on this album, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, because my my favorite Kelly and Ryan Tedder song is Halo, obviously. So yes. Me um, too. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I, I do like this. I think that this is probably my second favorite conglomeration of bonus songs from a Kelly album. And really? tip of my tongue is not my favorite either from this grouping, but, um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy this song. It, it's one that I don't really think about all that much. I don't seek it out. Um, uh, when it comes up, when my library is shuffling through and it comes on, it's kind of a nice surprise. I think, oh yeah, I still remember this song. I still remember all the words and I mean, lyrically, yeah, it's good. It's just one of those songs that's just sort of there for me if if I can be lazy about it. Yeah. In, in my I don't critique. think the vocals I don't think the vocals are anything spectacular, mm-hmm. but I think um the song itself. Th- like, this song is the stereotype bonus track. Like yes. you listen to it and you're like, I get why this was not on the main album. I <laughs> yeah. get it. it it's not yeah. that it sounds lazy. It's not that, that you know, anything is bad and wrong with the song. It's just you, I mean, the average listener can hear this song and say, I get why this was not on the actual album when you stack it up against all of the other really fantastic songs that are on that album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think the vocals are anything spectacular. Um, I think it has some cool, like, background vocal effects, but that's really mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, this one, I will say, good job putting this as a bonus track. I like it, but it's a thing. Um, shall we go on the next one? Yes. All right. Next one is The Day We Fell Apart. I adore this song. I think this is my this, favorite. This I is my favorite. I love this song. It is so good. Um, this has six writers, though. I just want to point that out. That is absurd. I just Classic pop song. <laughs> Classic pop song. Um, total pain in the ass when they're trying to split the writer splits. But whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Um, this was also on the deluxe version. And I always... This is a very haunting song. Yeah. But in like a upbeat kind of way. And lyrically, it's very emo. I don't I don't know what's going on with the lyrics, but I'm down for that. And mm-hmm. um I don't know, for some reason, because this came out in 2009, for some reason, and not that I'm a big fan of this movie, I'm not, I always think of Twilight. <laughs> I just like I don't know, like I I don't know if anyone else does this, like occasionally like I know there's like people who are like, yeah, when I, when I listen to music, I see colors and all this stuff. I don't like see anything crazy, but like, I don't know. Like, does anyone, I'm going really off topic right now. Does anyone ever, when you like listen to music, kind of just get like a vibe in your head of like what it would look like? Mm-hmm. Okay. But totally. For some reason, I picture this very like 
Pacific Northwest swampy, like dark. That's just like Cl- the vibe. Cloudy I get. day. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know I I'm I'm not really processing a lot of my thoughts right now. So I would love for you to talk so I can think about what I want to say. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll go ahead and give the credit to the uh, to the writers. So it's Vidal Davis, Andre Harris, Louis Biancanello, uh, Samuel Waters, Owen Biddle, Harry Zelnick, and Alexander Chiger. Uh, Kelly, nowhere in the writing credits for this song, which is, I think, one of the reasons why it's interesting that it even... I mean, this is one of the most heavily written on songs in Kelly's entire uh, library. I mean, I don't know any other songs that have this many writers on it. No. But um, there's something about the chorus of this song that is so good. I mean, just the whole like repetitiveness of, you know, the day we fell apart, part, part, part like Mm -hmm. that is really singable. It's really memorable, which is unique for a song that ultimately ends up being a bonus song on an album. And again, we don't know all of the politics that go on behind the scenes. You know, one of these writers or this writing group itself could have been, you know, promised by RCA, hey, we're going to get you a Kelly Clarkson song. She's going to record one of your songs. And that's all they promise her. They don't say, but it's going to be a bonus track. It's not going to make it on the proper album. You know, maybe this was something like that. Or maybe it was, again, a song that just sonically did not fit the rest of the album. I can sort of see maybe why it didn't necessarily fit the album. I think it sounds very much like the album, but I get why it wasn't included. It's still my favorite of the three bonus songs on this album, even though I know that that's going to hurt Pam a little bit. No, but it's okay. It's okay. It's, the, it's okay. I love this. I, I adore the song. I really thir- do. I mean, look, the third and final uh, song of the three bonus songs from this album is a very, very good song. And I, and I like it very, very much. Um, but for some reason, I just always sort of uh, I hold a candle for this particular song. And I again, when I'm shuffling through my library, I don't seek this song out. But when it does come up, I do uh, enjoy listening to it. And it's still a great song that I've I've not gotten sick of. I think like the instrumentation is very unique and um, her vocal again, like her vocals are very good. There's a lot of like really strong notes on this song, like especially mm-hmm. compared to t- t- like tip of my tongue. Vocals are on point with this. Yeah. And I'm just trying to play it in my in my head right now. It's just the bridge is also very haunting and mm-hmm. there's a lot of build up and then it kind of explodes to that final chorus. I would yep. love to see I mean it's not gonna happen, but like it would be really cool to to see this live, to hear her sing it live like it is on the album. Mm-hmm. Um it's I think it's very underrated and a lot of people don't talk about it. Um I say I say that like every week, but I really do believe that. <laughs> I really do. Because I feel like I don't know. I just I gravitate towards the dark songs, like the yeah. weird emo y sound. This is very emo in a sense, like not like oh two thousands like emo. I just mean like lyrically, it's like pretty dark. Like mm-hmm. so I don't know. I really like this track. The last one, as I I mentioned in every few weeks, I adore the song. The the last one is called Can We Go Back? Um, even though I talk about it all the time, ironically, it was the most random bonus track you can think of from this album. It was only on the Japanese pressing of the CD. It's just a perfect pop rock song. This easily could have fit on Breakaway. Mm -hmm. I think so. It easily could have. Um, I just genuinely don't know why I didn't make any any final album. Just because I I see no flaws. (laughs) I think it's so good. No, no. It's it's so good. Um, This is, I think, her best vocal out of the three bonus tracks. 
and I'm just a sucker for a good pop pop rock song. So mm-hmm. I don't really know if I have anything else to say. If you're unfamiliar with this, any of these tracks, definitely go. I pro- they're probably all on YouTube. Yeah. Um. So I would, or you can go buy the Japanese or iTunes deluxe <laughs> versions if you really like. But you can also just go on YouTube. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Can we go back? I don't really have anything else to say. It's phenomenal. It is. It It is the poster child of a pop rock song in every sense of the word. It's got great music, great vocal, like you said, has a very memorable hook. Um, This is actually, even though it's not my favorite of the three bonus tracks, this is the most surprising that it didn't make the album. And I think you sort of pseudo alluded to that this could be on almost any of her albums. Um, I'm I'm a little surprised and never mind the fact that not only was it not included on the album, but it was sort of hidden away from the world in that it only came out on the Japanese version. And so if you wanted to get your hands on this song, you had to do a little bit of legwork to do so. And it's sort of unfair for this particular song because it is really, really good. And it's not as if, you know, it doesn't fit the album. I think it fits the album very well. Um, the album is definitely more pop leaning than rock leaning. And maybe that was a, a consideration. Maybe they were like, I don't know. This sounds a little more my December angsty Kelly than, you know, the poppy sugary all I ever wanted uh, transformation that we're trying to make with this album to get the fan base to come back. Uh, the uh, song itself was written by Adam Watts, Andy Dodd and Shana Crooks. Uh, again, a non-Kelly collaboration when it comes to bonus tracks, which, I mean, at this point is actually a little bit rare. Um, this album had two out of the three bonus uh, not include Kelly whatsoever. And uh, and that's not, you know, the last time that happens, but it's uh, definitely something of note that maybe Kelly said, you know what, I just don't have the attachment to this song because I didn't have a hand in writing it. That could have been a consideration. I think that the artist ultimately has the final say as to what songs do and don't make the albums. Now, I don't think she's like, ah, put that on the Japanese release, unless that's some sort of an inside (laughs) joke with Kelly and her producers where they're just like, I don't know, how's this song? Is it Japanese worth, you know, worthy or, you know, that kind of thing? I'm Um, very curious how how that all works. Yeah. One day we'll find out. It almost seems like a song that, that fell through the cracks. And that's unfortunate because it is a very, very good song. I've had a couple I've spoken to a couple people like over the years about the song and like a few people like didn't know it existed and uh-huh. I can't be surprised for them because it's just so random. Yeah. It's you like you can stream it anywhere. Mm, I, maybe in Japan you can. I don't know if anyone listening. I don't know if we have any listeners from Japan. I have no idea. If you <sighs> happen to be listening from Japan, let us know if it comes up on your Apple or Spotify or anything like that. I'm very curious because like I know. Um, in the states, it doesn't come up, and I'm probably I'm assuming most countries it it doesn't. So yeah, let us know. Yes. All right. Should we move on to stronger? Stronger had the most um, bonus yes. tracks of any album, and I'm gonna assume is this your your favorite group? This is my favorite grouping of songs. Um, I just think this is there are artists out there who are putting out records that don't have songs that are as good as the bonus tracks on this album. Yep, <laughs> that that's true. Full, full statement, I said what I said. Um, this is just a very... And look, look the, the fact that it leads off with arguably one of the upper echelon of most popular songs by Kelly um, in Don't You Want to Stay? I mean, yeah. that sort of says something. 
this song was written by Jason Sellers, Paul Jenkins, and Andy Gibson. And yes, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a massive song for, for Jason Aldean because it was on his album. Yeah, it was on his album. And then it, it ended up becoming like the first deluxe bonus track like on her deluxe cd mm-hmm. jeremy and i have said this before we've spoken about this track a few times we very much enjoy it it definitely got really overplayed 2011 2012 but i think it deserved that because i think mm-hmm. it's a fantastic ballad um i'm kind of surprised though that i mean granted i guess this song hadn't been released by the time stronger came out so they didn't know if it was going to be a hit or not mm-hmm. um i think it could have been a because it technically, when it was released, it wasn't released as from Kelly's end. It's it's a Jason Aldean song. Yeah, it's a Jason Aldean featuring Kelly. Yeah, it's a it's a great song, and I'm very happy they put Kelly on here. I mean, we we we've spoken about this before, so I don't know if we really need to get too too in depth. But yeah, um, should we talk about the other duet that's on here? Let's do it. The sun will rise. Um, is a duet that was with Cara DiGuardi, who. Has written for Kelly multiple songs, was also um, a judge on American Idol. That's kind of where their relationship kind of rekindled because Kelly had been on Idol during her season as performer, I think. But they knew each other. They've She has written for Kelly plenty of times before. I A, a lot of people prefer the version of this song that's on the smokestack with Kelly solo. I mm-hmm. respect that. I adore Kara. I've I think I mentioned before, like I was a very actually a really big follower for follower of her songwriting career. I met her at her book signing. Like I genuinely and I love her as a vocalist. I am so upset we never got a live version of this with Kara. Yeah. We've gotten solo versions before of Kelly singing this, but not with Kara. I think it's fantastic. This was again another uh song on the deluxe album, but I don't think it gets enough credit for mm-hmm. the Kara's part. A lot of people are like, why does Kara have to be on here? Why not? Yeah. I don't know. Why not? It's something different. Yeah. And, I, and I've been on record saying that I do prefer the Kelly solo version. It, it's no shade to Kara at all because I love this song and I love their version together. I think they sound really good together. Uh, this is, you know, a very, again, going with Don't You Want to Stay, this is a very country sounding song, especially Kelly and Kara's version. Uh, Kelly's version, where she does it solo on the Smokestack release, is a little more pop ballad. But this version is very much a country song. And I would have been interested to see how it might have done and might have performed on the country charts and on country radio. Uh, but it's it's such a good song. It's got big vocals, big chorus, and I love the lyrics. Uh, it was written by Daniel Leverett and Kyle Jacobs, and I just I don't have a lot else to say about this song. It's a really, really good song, and we are very fortunate to have two versions, one with and one without Kara, uh, and it's it's a great tune. I, I, I don't really have a lot to complain about with this song. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the next track that I was going to mention is a song called Alone. Mm-hmm. I think that this is like, this is a... Uh, pretty big fan favorite i would say i think i've seen yes. I see a lot of people talk about this a lot i like it um she's never performed it live which is kind of a bummer um yes. again another song that was on the deluxe version of the the album um i think it's fun i don't know necessarily think it's 
the most like spectacular pop song in the world, but it's really fun. <sighs> it's very catchy. I listen. I like it a lot. I'm not saying it's my favorite song off of Stronger, but I I I, I like it a lot more than the last bonus track that I wanted, or one of the last bonus tracks I want to talk about. I think it's fun. I think the chorus is really fun. I think it'd be, it would have been really great to hear live. Um, it's just one of those songs you kind of just want to like scream and yell and just, just, you know, one of those songs you like, you know, Kelly will have the crowd sing, sing back. So I think it's fun. This is my favorite bonus track on this album. This is a killer pop song. It has got a crazy memorable chorus. It's fun to sing along to. I mean, this is one of my crank it up, roll the windows down on a road trip, like scream this song out. And it sounds so good. And I'm I'm actually angry. This one did not make the proper album. I mean, granted, at this point, when Stronger comes out, it is the special editions are very accessible. Like this was released everywhere when, you know, you can go into Target or Walmart or wherever and they had the standard version and the and the special edition right next to each other. And you would get a loan on the special edition. So, I mean, the fact that I would say the majority of Kelly fans own this song, uh, there was no reason why this song shouldn't have been on the song. And in fact, I would even if we were looking at the track listing, I would put this right back to back with I Forgive You and Hello. I think it fits Mm. in really, really well in that little area because you've got because you've got the standing in front of you ballad and then you come in with I Forgive You, which kind of notches it up. I think you put a loan right in between. I forgive you and hello. Hello kind of brings it down a little bit. And then you've got the war is over afterwards. So you've got this nice progression of yeah. tempo. I think it would have fit perfectly right in the middle of those songs. And I'm really bummed that it did not make the proper album release again for reasons. Maybe it's because Kelly doesn't connect with the song. She wasn't a writer on the song. So maybe that's one of the reasons. Who knows? We don't get to hear those stories. Um, in fact, of the five bonus songs on this record kelly only writes on one of them and so there are obvious reasons why they don't end up uh, on the album but this is the one that kind of hurts the most for me because it is my absolute favorite and it is superior to several of the songs on stronger not to mention some of the songs that are on kelly's other albums you are passionate about this song. I am. I love this song. I mean, <laughs> if if we were to, if we had to rank our favorite, and maybe at the end we will just for funsies, I did. we'll just say what our. I thought okay, we were doing that anyway. <laughs> I, I can do. I can very easily do it. So we will. Uh, we'll okay. do that here at the end of the episode. But yeah, I mean this. This. I mean, spoiler alert. This is going to be my number one. I mean, okay, that's fair. Period. I mean, yeah. I think we know what my number one's going to be, so that's fair. Yep. Um. So the one song that she did write bonus tracks is probably my least favorite out of the five yeah yeah, um do you agree yep absolutely okay it's this is this is yeah this is classic bonus track don't be a girl about it number one i don't know if i'm just viewing this with a 2021 lens what a crap title i'm sorry kelly this was just a terrible title i'll forgive you haha um because it's like a decade old (laughs) but like no this no this it's like fun. It's a fun song, but like, oh, I hate the message of the song. Um, she's never performed it live. Let's keep it that way. Um, it's ri- it was written with, uh, funny enough, someone from One Republic. Is this guy named Brett Kutzel? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's like upbeat and it's definitely fun to sing along to. But I don't know. It's just it's such a filler song. It's if you forget. 
Yeah, filler song is a good way to describe it. I mean, if you forget what the song is about, she's basically talking to a guy who is having difficulty moving on from their relationship. She's already said, like, we're not working out. And he's the one who's like wanting to stay with her. And she's like, don't be a girl about it. Like, you know, you just need to move on. And I'm like, "Eh, yeah, through a 2021 lens that that message doesn't really resonate too well. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying that she's dissing women in this song at all, but yeah, it's it it doesn't hit right uh, on the ears nowadays, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a song that we never hear. Yeah, that's fine. That's we'll just. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Do you? No. Yeah, All this right. is uh, this is among my least favorite. I mean, this is a song that would you know that that should have been in our episode about the unreleased songs. I mean, this should have really stayed on the unreleased pile. Yeah. I think uh, again, like it's like a good song. I just like, I like it's dare I say it's kind of like Einstein where I like the way it sounds, but lyrically it's no. Yeah. No. It's a little cringe. It's a little cringe. If that makes any sense. Cause like I, okay, Einstein, I like, but I, the lyrics are absolute garbage. We can, let me, almost let all me agree give this, let me give this song a little bit of credit. Okay. Let's keep the lyrics except the chorus. Let's get rid of the whole don't be a girl about it. Fine. If we'll we do can, it. if we can if we can reconfigure that message and reconfigure the main name of the song and the chorus, I get the whole message of the song. You know, you've got a guy who's clingy and he won't let it go and you're ready to move on and he's not. Okay. Can we phrase this differently? Okay, then it leaps up the list of songs, but I think it's just that the chorus is so cringe and so like just it just sounds awkward. Again, yeah. looking through uh, a, the lens of today, it just doesn't hit the ear right. And that's unfortunate because if you take the if you take the vocals out of it and you just listen to the song and the melody itself, it's pretty good. Like, it's not bad. I, I don't hate it. But once you get the lyrics dropped in there and then especially the chorus and sort of just that that biting line of don't be a girl about it. It's just like, oh, this is the opposite of an empowerment song. Exactly. Yes. Um, all right. The last track was a song that was not on the deluxe CD, but it was on the it was on iTunes. So if you bought the album on iTunes, you can get it. And it was also, mm-hmm. again, on the Japanese version. Um, yes. It's a song called Why Don't You Try? And it was written by Eric Hutchinson, who has open for kelly on two different tours Mm -hmm. and we actually have heard this live before she before it even came out she performed it early 2011 at this um, charity event called celebrity fight night and remember when that like leaked on not leaked but when someone uploaded that on youtube but we were so excited because we're like oh this might be a new song for the new album and it kind of was Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago, um, we had uh, Moni, who we've had on our show before. Um, I think she, we it was one of our our mailbag episode about um, if you can pick a like a bonus track to surround the like an entire album around. She chose this one, and I think that's really interesting because this is a very like jazzy ballad that I think the only time we've really ever gotten or like any other recorded songs that are in this kind of theme and vibe or anything maybe unwrapped in red and that's really it Mm -hmm. i really like it i yeah i would even say that this almost yeah thank it's it's very soul and that was right that was right where i was going i was like this is like an updated thankful song yeah Uh, because and like i was sitting there going okay is it meaning of life soulful like not quite Mm -mm. 
But Thankful is is a really I mean, this would have been a really good song on Thankful just because of the, of sonically how that album sounds. Yeah, I feel like it's like um, it could have been like like a, a cousin to like some kind of miracle. Yeah, yeah, I I completely buy into that. Um, and it makes me happy that this song exists because it tells me that Kelly can still do an album that sounds like Thankful, and I didn't realize that I kind of wanted that until just now. Now that I think more about this song, I'm like, you know what? If she came out with another really soulful album that sounded like thankful or sounded like in the vein of why don't you try? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Please. Get on board. I forgot yeah. about this song. I, 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 you know, probably listened to it a healthy amount in 2011, 2012. And then I kind of forgot about it. And I listened to it last night for the first time in probably close to a decade. I forgot mm-hmm. how good it was. I mean, the vocals slap on this song. They so are good. good. So good. I mean, forget about the fact that she's got solid vocals on everything, but I mean, this is mm, good vocals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah, it's All really right. good. Should we move on to the next yes. one? Yes, and uh, unexpectedly, we actually have some entries for Wrapped in Red. Uh, like when we're talking about O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is a bonus track, uh, that is considered a traditional in that the actual writers of the song are sort of lost in time. And it's also has uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel has more of a um, religious uh, uh, origin. So those kinds of songs, like you're not going to find those on like ASCAP. Like, like yeah. no one's getting royalties and off of like Jingle Bells. I feel like after like a certain amount of yeah, like right. Like I think like after like you know, it's like after like 75 years, there's something with copyright that like event. Mm-hmm. It all varies, obviously, but yeah, then then some stuff just becomes like common uh, public domain. So yes. I don't know if I think yeah, like Happy Birthday is now public domain. Uh huh. I'm being very random here, but yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like <laughs> traditional, it's just like yeah, like Kelly doesn't have to pay royalties to the writers of O Come O Come Emmanuel because mm-hmm. it's it's been out for a while. And, and quite honestly, in addition to the fact that they're kind of quick and easy cash grabs, one of the reasons why a lot of artists make Christmas albums is that they're relatively inexpensive to make. Um, they're and they're a little easier because you could do a bunch of traditional songs throw in like three or four originals and you could make a pretty cheap album and make bank off of it. And I mean, I think that's sort of the case in Kelly where a good number of the album's songs on wrapped in red are traditionals. Uh, she has more originals on there than most people put on, um, on yeah. a Christmas album. But I mean, she's got a fair amount there that would be considered traditional and that she didn't have to pay any other songwriters for. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is also on some international pressings of the CD as well as the Target um, deluxe version. It's very short. It's like a two minute long song. Um, she has performed this one live. She performed this song at Miracle on Broadway. I know she did it the second year. I don't remember if she did it the first year. It's mm-hmm. uh, very haunting, if I could say. I haven't listened to it too much. I'm not going to lie. I just, I don't know. It's it's pretty, but I don't really remember but how how it goes very well but yeah i i mean i'm a very big christmas music fan i mean i'm a huge i i listen to christmas music all year round and one of those i am yeah yeah people hate our kind (laughs) 
but this is not one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, I don't have any sort of attachment or anything with it. So it's it's just sort of there for me. I don't I mean, even Kelly's version, I don't really gravitate to. So. Yeah, it is what it is. So the last album that has deluxe tracks is Piece by Piece. And one could argue that these some of these tracks might be better than the album tracks. <laughs> yes, one you're not wrong. might be me to think that. Um, <laughs> so, Jeremy, which track should we start with? Uh, let's start with Bad Reputation. This, I adore this song. I feel like this song gets so much hate and I don't know why. I know a lot of people who just think it's really corny. I think it's better than maybe half the tracks on this album. Yeah. Um, she worked on this with Greg Kirsten, who has done many things with Kelly in the past. Um, he's amazing. Um, he yeah. did a lot on Meaning of Life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this is on one of the deluxe tracks, and it's very soulful. It's very R&B heavy. Um, but also very, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very upbeat and funky. Yeah. It's very like, um, very positive and like, I'm not taking no, no crap from you. I love it. I think sassy. it's, it's, thank you. Sassy. That's the word. It's like, reminds me a little bit of like whole lot of women just with that like vibe. Um, like they're both very like empowering and like really upbeat songs. I think it's a great track. I don't know why it gets so much crap do you like it yeah i mean it's it's not my favorite of the bonus tracks but it's up there i mean it's it's a fun different sounding song from kelly's other um catalog so it's yeah there's something about this song that kind of makes me smile every time i hear it uh it's yeah i i don't have a, a strong opinion one way or the other but i definitely do like the song i think the vocals especially in the chorus especially in the bridge are flawless she, she hits some high notes there that like go into that final chorus of the song that like we don't really hear on much of the album mm-hmm. and i i don't know like i would trade in this song over like um this is going to be a controversial statement i'm gonna get a lot of <laughs> slap you know a lot of a lot of hate for this i would trade in this song over good goes the bye any day yeah, I could see that. A lot of people love that song. And I'm like, the whole drip goes to sync lyric. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I love this song. I adore it. But yeah, I might get some hate for that. Whatever. I had I, I honestly thought that when I when I first picked up the album and I saw Bad Reputation as a bonus track, I actually thought that it was going to be a Joan Jett cover. I was waiting for you to say that. That would have been fun. I can get on board with that. Yeah. I can uh, but otherwise, it, yeah, otherwise, uh, it's really good. It was also uh, co-written by Kelly Sheehan and Bonnie McKee, who has uh, has done some other stuff with Kelly. But she is a Bonnie McKee specifically is a really, really good singer songwriter. If you ever get a chance, check out her debut album. It's called Trouble. Really, really good. Uh, Bonnie is a is a unique talent. And it's it's really cool that she and Kelly have worked together a couple of times. Uh, the second one, uh, I think, and this is apropos that we make this the second bonus track off of Piece by Piece, because I think that you and I are in agreement that this is the best uh, of the bonus tracks, and that is Second Wind. You know, I don't, I'm actually kind of torn. I'm not sure if I prefer this or Bad Reputation, but I know like, I, I adore Second Wind. Like, I, I adore it. Like, I it's it's so good, and there's no reason why this was about that this was should have been a bonus track. Like, I will 
scream from the rooftops. This could have easily been a single, better than like Invincible. I think this, or even Heartbeat Song. I think this was such a good song. Um, she did perform it actually a couple times on the Piece by Piece tour, not that many times. She, I mm-hmm. did see it once. I think she performed it at Radio City Music Hall one one of those nights. Um, everyone loves it. It's so fun. Yeah. And just again, no reason why it didn't make it shouldn't have made the album. I don't know if it was politics or what, but I don't yeah. know who was drunk when Our- they thought of this track listing, but <laughs> <laughs> uh the writers on the song were Christopher Christopher Di Stefano, which, you know, side that name aside, because the other two writers are the ones that we're more familiar with, and that is Marin Morris and Shay McAnally. Uh, and Marin actually put this song on her debut album. Uh, she performs it regularly in her set list. And I I like both versions very, very well. I mean, obviously, I'm a little more biased towards Kelly, but I'm a huge Marin Morris fan. And I really, really love both of their versions of this song. And for me, I, I mean, it's definitely the best. And I agree with you. It could have easily replaced more than just one song on piece by piece. Yeah. Um, the next track, which again, there are three or four, depending how you look at it. I guess the obvious one would be In the Blue. Definitely mm-hmm. my least favorite of the three. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, Jesse Shacken worked on this with her. Um, major collaborator throughout Kelly's career. I think it's fine. Um, this is one of those songs that's like definitely a bonus track for me. I think it's good, yeah. but I don't really have many thoughts on it. It's just it's just a song. It's a pretty song. I mean, I like Kelly's vocal on this song. Um, it's very kind of ethereal. Um, and it's a good song. I mean, I, I, I am with you. I understand why it's a bonus. It would have been really deep in an album if they were to have put it on an album. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's sort of one of those stereotypical bonus tracks that, you know, we can completely understand why it's where it is. And the last song, which, you know, it, it kind of goes back to my December, which it's like, all right, it can be a bonus track I can mention, or it's more just like an honorable mention. Um, the piece by piece idol version. Um, I didn't realize that they actually put out later pressings of the deluxe version. Cause like I bought the deluxe version, like when it came out and that was probably uh-huh. like right around when the album came out, they made later pressings of the deluxe version that include the piece by piece idol version. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't realize that. So I kind of just want to give a little honorable mention to that. Um, Idol version, we know, is probably the most superior version in most fans' eyes. It's just the most vulnerable and it's definitely the most popular. Um, yeah. And that's really that. I don't know if you have any comments on the Idol version. No, nah, not really. Um, I will say that the piece by piece deluxe edition is the best packaged deluxe edition of her albums. I have a confession uh, of what you're holding up. Which is the cardboard boxed deluxe edition, yes. And there's like a puzzle inside? Yes. I have never opened the puzzle. Nor have oh, I. Oh, great. Okay, gl- <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. I don't want to ruin it. Same. Yeah, I, I wanted to keep the integrity of it. So yeah, I never unwrapped the puzzle. It's still in the original shrink wrapping. Sorry, Kelly. We buy your stuff, <laughs> but we don't always use it. Yeah, and and I think that's fine. And actually, now that I know that there is a version of the deluxe that has the idol song, now I feel like I have to track that down because I feel like I need <laughs> oh, no. 
I need, you know me, I feel like I need every single different version of every album that there is. I got uh, it. I will, I also want to give a little bit of extra love to uh, Second Wind because it was a song that actually, it was the only bonus track of the album that ended up on the remix album that they did of Piece by Piece. Mm. Uh, so obviously they thought well enough of the bonus song to make a remix of it. So or they realized, that. or they realized that you know via Twitter that a bunch of fans were like, "Why wasn't this on the album, you idiots?" Uh-huh. Um, yeah, not Kelly, just probably like the people over at RCA. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think is is that our episode? I think so. Um, I think we should cap it off with uh, maybe our top five favorite oh, right. bonus tracks I forgot we were doing that okay top five bonus tracks um do you want to start or do you want me to start i can do all five of mine right off the top okay go for it all right my number five is the sun will rise from stronger uh, my number four is the day we fell apart from all i ever wanted Dirty Little Secret from My December is my number three favorite uh, bonus track. Number two is Second Wind. And No Surprise Alone is my favorite bonus track. So two of them from Stronger on my list. Nice. We have the same number five. My number five is also The Sun Will Rise from Stronger. My number four is Second Wind. My number three is Bad Reputation. Now, I did this list last night, so I guess when i said oh it's kind of tied between second win and bad reputation i guess i did rank them um number two is the day we fell apart from all i ever wanted and my number one this is probably not a surprise it is can we go back from all i ever wanted so um i also just want to give a special well not really a shout out more of a confession someone a while ago recommended we do an episode about this about the bonus Mm -hmm. tracks and i did not write down their name so I don't want to take credit for thinking of this idea. So if you thought of this idea and like tweeted us about it a while ago, feel free to call us out. Yeah, um, we'll give you we'll give you a shout out in next week's episode. Yeah, because my bad. Um, I'm 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 getting better at writing people's names down when it comes to like topic ideas, but this is one that we got very early on, and I I didn't write the person's name down, so I'm I am very sorry about that. But anyway, we would love to hear your thoughts about the bonus tracks, whether or not you agree with our choices or you don't or if you were like oh my god i didn't know that song existed we would love to hear any comments you have and also you know maybe send us your top five bonus tracks that could be fun yeah, too um, absolutely you can hit us up on twitter facebook instagram at miss into podcast and you can also email us miss into podcast at gmail.com and as always if you are an apple podcast listener Please feel free to give us a rating and a review. Very much lift our spirits and help the algorithms. So always <laughs> appreciated there. Uh, also, this may not necessarily be the last time that we talk about bonus tracks because, and, and Pam doesn't know I'm going to bring this up. Uh, I, I don't want to say the exact name, but very early on in the run of the podcast, somebody who wrote one of Kelly's bonus tracks actually reached out to us about being on the podcast. Wow. And you, so you threw, you took that out of thin air. I did not know where you're yeah, going with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, there is a chance that we might come back around and talk bonus tracks again, and we may be able to uh, actually talk with one of the people that wrote uh, one of Kelly's bonus tracks uh, that uh, we could do a whole episode around because this person would have uh, a lot to talk about when it comes to Kelly Clarkson. So uh, we might effort that in the future, but <laughs> uh, just a little so cryptic. A little, a little teaser, a little cryptic teaser. Wow. Uh, people are going to be like, oh, my God, who is it? Well, yeah. well, you'll have to just wait and find out. Yeah. I think we're good to go. You've given all the socials. You've given all the ways to get a hold of us. All that's left to say is thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 